Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode with Warrior Within and I just hope you guys had a great week. Mine's been pretty good. Um, my wife and I are thinking we might have found an apartment. Unfortunately they were closed during the weekend so we have to wait until tomorrow to be able to truly talk to them but I, we know that they have two openings. Uh, unfortunately <clears throat> looking for a house has been kind of to rent has been kind of a pain like i've been telling you guys like either the prices are just way too high for the amount of square footage they want to rent or it's in places that <clears throat> aren't necessarily the safest place to be so yesterday uh was yesterday yeah yesterday we were kind of looking through apartments and i found this one that i'm actually pretty excited about in some ways and it's at a decent price uh decent square footage for what we need we think for the time um I want to say that the Lord's just given us an okay that this is okay. And we're going to trust that, you know, a month tomorrow when we talk to them, the things will just work out. I mean, it's just like I've been asking help from other people, even realtor companies, and basically have just not been getting. I mean, it's been feeling like pulling teeth trying to get help from these people. So, Lord willing, this is the answer. Pray for it. Um, like I said, decent price and the location's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's actually between the town where I would like to actually be more into and it's close, closer to Baylor. So one of our goals is to somehow reach out to students. So Lord willing, this is the plan for the beginning. And then as we get out there, get to know people, get to, you know, kind of know the area and grow a bit. Then we can start looking in about a year or so to find a home that we can actually buy if things open up for that way. So anyway, I hope you guys uh, have been enjoying some of the series that are some of the talks we've been having. And uh, this week, uh, it's actually kind of been interesting about how conversations kind of go with God and I about what to do with a podcast and one of the things this one is I, I haven't really necessarily titled 100 but i was gonna call it like ghost hunting chasing after something something like that and if you guys have ever watched like ghost hunters or any of the shows that are on like discovery plus that are like that most people don't like watching it because they think all of it's faked i don't think all of them are faked i don't think they're talking to human spirits, but I don't think it's 100% fake. Because um, the one thing that, especially I would say Americans, you know, because we're such an entertainment type culture, we see a lot of entertainment and everything. But two, I think Christian wise, we don't think spiritually minded about things and at first no one i ever saw like a first ghost hunters concept i was just thinking ah oh, this is kind of dumb but then after i started watching especially the ghost hunters version with like jason hawes and grant wilson um i started realizing there's there's two things going on when i watch ghost hunters one i see people who are they had experienced something happened and now they're trying to figure out the spiritual realm and then two i also see belief systems that i think are more relevant today than we realize now it's kind of interesting because the, the idea is that 
with ghost hunting, people are searching for answers. They're searching for spiritual answers. They're searching for, you know, closure with someone who died. Or they have some weird connection to the property they're on, the house they're at. Because I've seen episodes of even another one called uh, Kindred Spirits where they there was a house that this lady felt that she couldn't leave. Now, it's been kind of interesting because one of the things that, you know, my wife and I have been kind of studying is also cults, um, but we're also uh, paying attention to, I guess you could say, current mindsets. And being out in Connecticut, a lot of people, and this, this, this is the thing, a lot of people, it, 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 when someone died, right, they see a butterfly or a bug or a flower that hasn't like done very well suddenly is blooming or a tree in the yard is like really strong and there's a wind and and this is these are christians saying this by the way that they feel that that's their grandmother or their dad or their sister or their brother or their cousin and they really honestly believe that's their their lost one that they've lost recently um loved one has come to comfort them and they may say something like oh well no my grandmother really loved butterflies and every spring when butterflies come to my house and i see that it just i just know my grandmother is watching over me well i don't believe that's true um if your family member loved Jesus, then they're in heaven worshiping Jesus. It doesn't mean that they may not think about us or know that we are still here on earth and they're looking forward to us coming up to heaven with them. But no, I don't think they come down as a butterfly to watch over us. I don't think they come as a tree to watch over us. I don't. To me, that's spiritualism. Now, do I believe that God or Jesus, the Holy Spirit, sends us comfort and maybe a memory about someone that we loved or an animal that we like a pet that we've lost or, you know, a friend that had passed away recently. You know, does does God give us good memories? I, I, I believe that. I think God provides memories to for us to remember the good stuff about those we've lost. But I don't think God sends them down in some alternate spiritual connection that way. Now, it makes me also wonder, you know, people say, well, I had a dream about, you know, my, my, my dad telling me, you know, that everything's going to be okay and everything was okay. Well, I, I don't necessarily think that's your dad. I, I do think maybe you had a dream and it's a comfort dream because it's your dad that your mind thinks of, but it could have been God trying to speak to you through the dream. It could, you know, it could maybe uh, just the Holy Spirit just kind of comforting you. I don't, I don't know because there's nothing in scripture about that. Now in scripture specifically, it does talk about, and this is why, you know, the ghost hunting concept, you know, Christians personally to me should not be getting into the, the occult side of it and the, the Wiccan side of it or the spiritualism, the new age stuff that they do. Um, because of the one thing, you know, scripture tells us not to mess with mediums and also tells us not to, uh, try to wake up the dead and stuff like that, because we do know that Saul did that and woke up Samuel and he was you know, mad. Now, the thing is, I, I don't really understand 
how that was how that was done other than God would have to allow it to happen. And maybe he allowed it to happen to clarify you're not supposed to be doing this. And since you're not listening to me and you're doing everything else but listening to me, <laughs> I'm going to have Samuel tell you you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, this is all speculation on that, but based on what we know in scripture, that's the one time we do know that someone tried to conjure somebody to speak. Now, this is different compared to Jesus raising people from the dead, because one, he's God. Two, they are literally, you know, sold back into body and they are alive. So anyway... The concept behind this was ghost hunting and the ghost hunting for many of these people is they're searching for answers for truth. And what I'm trying to say is that ghost hunting is a distraction from the truth. So the more like my wife have watched some of these ghost huntings, we hear people's beliefs come out and what they perceive is going on and what they're feeling. Now, there is times where I do think it's demons being aggressively towards people, but I also do think it's demons playing the part of these spiritual creations of the story based on where they're at historically. Usually it's a building or you know prison, a psych ward, a hospital, like a civil war scenario, a, a base. Like there's just so many different places they go to. And the history is one of the things that we really like. So a really good uh, program, they do a lot of history of the place and it's very fascinating. Now, the scene of spirits or whatever, uh, I think are demons playing the part of those characters to deceive because if people start looking at life, like ghost hunters are looking at life, searching for something, they always search for something that makes sense to them. You see, if you go and you were to tell them, I think those are all demons just masquerading people that you care about, that's, in, in human perspective, that's not comforting to people, right? They don't feel comforted that you're telling me that my grandpa that I, thought I saw walking in the hallways in my house who says he loves me, that's not him. Well, I don't see anything in scripture that tells me that that's true that her grandfather is there at the house taking care of her there's there's no evidence of that because all there is is that once you're dead you stand before the lord and then he even says in new testament that many many christians will be asleep now what we don't understand about the two perspectives is does, do they mean their bodies are asleep but their spirits are in heaven that's what i think it might be so when they are uh, alive again or awaken, it's basically their bodies have been transformed into the body that they need to be because of salvation and, and being uh, sanctified and being tr transformed, right? So a lot of times what we also struggle with is our purpose, our plans. 
So a lot of times when we are doing ghost hunting concepts, we're chasing after dreams and ideals and, and plans of life that seem to just make sense to us. So if you go to Proverbs 16, you go down to verse 20, starting there. The main verse is 21, but we're going to do verse 20 to 23. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What is desired in a man is steadfast love. A poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. So one of the things is that with ghost hunting, a lot of people that get involved in this, your your fear is you're going to bring something back with you. But your hope is that you'll find answers. Now, scripture, you know, Proverbs is a very, very good book if you're looking for wisdom. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction. God gives us instruction. God gives us direction. God gives us wisdom. God gives us truth. And so we say, oh, that's great. But then we still want to do the ghost hunting concept because this makes more exciting or more adventuresome. Or, it, you know, there's a chance for me to talk to my dead grandmother versus just trusting in God that she's okay in heaven. You know, I, that's just not satisfying. And you see, that's the key point. So it says, you know, many are the plans in the mind of a man. So we have a lot of ideas, ideologies, philosophies, and stuff that go through our, our brains constantly. And when we want to ghost hunt, we chase after these dreams and ideals. And we want things to be real. We want stuff like ghost hunting to be real because it gives us some form of satisfaction or comfort in our hurt our distress, our frustrations, our confusion about life. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. If you're trusting in God full-heartedly, you know, like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. See, the thing is we forget to lean on the Lord when we're having these confusing, struggling times about life. So we chase after other ideas, other plans, other perspectives, because they gives us some form of satisfaction or direction because it's, it's, it's something amiable. We could, we can grab it. We could touch it versus just having faith. Uh, you know, that's great. But, you know, being able to like, do this it just seems like there's more that comes out of it and it doesn't have to be necessarily just ghost hunting it could be like anything in life you know having a job that pays super well well i don't even have to worry about anything well yeah in in the worldly sense you may not have to worry about certain things but then your faith and trust in god is also going to be in question because you're, you're going to be comfortable with the money that you get that you won't need God for certain things. It doesn't mean that you can't have the money and still trust God, but it's the way you perceive the importance of having money. So in other words, the love for it. 
And you may oh, I don't, I don't love it. And I'm like, well, then would you take, there's a job that's going to pay you a hundred thousand. There's a job going to pay you 50. Would you take the 50? And if your first mindset is, well, I get more money on the other one, then you, I don't know. Something to think about in that. Now, if you go to Proverbs 16, it says the plans of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love, faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with justice. The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes steps. See, one of the things that I've learned throughout my years is that when I seek out God's guidance and direction and, and purpose for life, he does direct my steps. But I will say the other cool part is that my heart's plans change for him. So many times we go around and we think that, well, if I can just do some ghost hunting, I can find answers some other way beside God. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't study, search, or grow, or learn, or anything like that. What it means is that we've lost sight of the basically the, the, the actual plan we do have, this like full-out plan that God could have for us. But because we can't see everything, we need to hold on to something to have control. And ghost hunting is a way to have control over the spiritual side of things or how we perceive things or the, the, the hopes that we have, because there is, I know some people who have lost somebody who regret not saying anything to them, who in their hurt, they need something to hold on to to say that that person still loves them. They're still part of their life or loves their daughter like, you know, you know, maybe a, a gentleman who you had the baby with, but you guys weren't together and then he dies. And now, you know, you're, it's just you and he's gone or she's gone. You know, the, the idea is that we chase after these because we need to have that comfort and we forget that the comfort comes alone from the Lord. We don't need to have all these other added spiritual stuff that we have to do or people want to do to help us be okay. And this even goes into our plans in life. You know, sometimes we have the set out plan for how we want to live. Like I, like I have shared before, I had plans of when things were going to kind of happen because that's when I was hoping things would happen that I, by the time I was 28, I would have my own home. Well, guess what? I'm 40 in two days and I'm not going to have my own home yet. That's okay. I have to understand that th there's God's plan and then there's what I want. And so far, even though things can be hard and frustrating, 
at, at the end of things, I see how God is, what he's doing is actually way better than what I could have done. And it's the same thing in these, these people who chase over ghost hunting, trying to find something. They feel like they have some capability or power or strength to make a difference or discover something. When God's right there saying, hey, no, I, I love you, but you're, you're, you're chasing after these other things that a lot of it is going to be fake. And that's not where I'm at. I'm right here. Call, call on to me. And yet these people still searching for answers. And it's funny how they, they believe in demons. They believe that there's guardian angels, but there can't be a God. No, that doesn't make any sense. Because if there's a God, there's some type of moral compass that we have to like believe in. And, and, you know, he wouldn't have allowed all this evil stuff to happen to all these people from these historical sites that we're at. But the thing is, what we forget is that people's choices have consequences, right? We have plans, and if we keep chasing after what we want, there's going to be a form of consequence for the choices that we make. And sometimes things won't be as good as we thought they would have been. And then we start losing sight and start getting discouraged and start getting frustrated. And we start feeling empty or lost or confused. And so then we start chasing more ghost hunting stuff. Because if I go and find it somewhere else, it can make me feel better. I mean, think about it. If we were to believe that Harry Potter's world existed, you and I would have magical powers and capabilities. Versus being a normal human, we can't do any of that. If we go and believe in uh, the concept of Star Wars where there's force powers, we get force powers. Like, how cool would that be? But the reality is we're humans and we don't. You know, we desire to believe in something else because think other things give us something, some type of power. And it's more exciting if we were to really think about it. And we want excitement. We want to feel more. So that's why we ghost hunt, isn't it? We're going to take a quick break and continue right after. And I just want you to think about that as we, as you go to the commercial, I'll see you right after. Welcome back to the second half. Um, as we've been talking about, you know, we chase all these other things and we want other things to exist because it gives us something. I mean, I could tell you this because of my experience in gaming. That is what majority of people strive for. They're looking for several things. One, they want to feel important. So they create a guild, become a guild leader, and they have 20 people who 
stand with them and they feel like amazing and in real life they're not that two they're lonely so they're looking for community that's big like they're looking for community some people don't have community in their area and they struggle three there's people that are starving for power and hungry for capability of being over other people and that's not a good thing that's some people I run into and then four is because it allows them to be something that they cannot be in real life you see the challenge goes right back to that concept of we have plans dreams and desires and because in real life we I can't get hardly any of that we need some way to be able to gain it you know if it, it if I can find a game where I am the most powerful character in the face of the planet, but in real life I may not be, you know, be anything to most people, like people would not even talk to me. That imaginative world allows them to be that. And it's very interesting. It doesn't have to be a negative. I'm not saying that playing games is a negative, but be aware of your motives, like your desires, your dreams, your ideology when you're playing a game. But this could be in anything else. I could pick any hobby and you could be the same way. You may be the best shooter for hunting that any guy can say in the whole county, but your day-to-day -day job, you're a nobody at work. So it makes you feel good that you are known for being able to be the best hunter in the area. Maybe it's another hobby. Maybe you're an avid a Lego designer. Maybe you are a movie critic. Maybe you love cooking. Maybe you're a master at some type of program and see the thing is we're always looking for something outside of actual normal life to be something this is why i call it ghost hunting because you're chasing after something to find an answer that you already have the answer to but you it can't be that because in your mind it's not exciting enough and to me that tells us we've lost sight to the gospel message. You know, if we go to Ephesians 2, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom you we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated up with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable richness of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace 
<coughs> you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared bef beforehand, that we should walk in them. You see, the gospel message in itself is a very amazing concept of thinking and processing of life. Because if we don't understand the realities of hell, then we don't see the importance of the gospel. Our sin separates us from God eternally, forever and ever and ever and ever. There is no, nothing else after death without Christ. Nothing else. You are going to be cast away into an abyss of darkness forever with no God to call upon. Alone, forever. Imagine yourself being put inside a box and buried under the ground forever. <laughs> that is the concept of being alone. No one can hear you. No one can care about you. You are gone. Yet still alive in your, in your separation. Like, that's how dark we need to understand the importance of what hell is to be able to have a better understanding of the gospel. Now, if you can't sit there and say, man, this is a perfect superhero concept, then bam, you're missing the point. There are so many people right now in our culture, in this world, in the United States that do not know who Jesus Christ is. We honestly think that there is more people in other countries who need missionaries. But in reality, we need our men to step up here in the United States and the churches they're in and start leading, start preparing their kids to know the Lord, starting to share the gospel, not being ashamed or afraid to go out and tell people about who Christ is and do it in action as well be a group of men that are going out there and serving the community being a part of it and t and sharing the gospel message in some way or another this is not a call for pastors this is a call for men to step up because there is opportunity and there is a goal there is something much more beautiful about the idea of the gospel message that we are forgetting. It's great that some of you have probably been walking in truth and, and, and have been going to church regularly and have been sharing, uh, you know, little things have spent time in prayer at the church or with other, you know, other men, but have you been walking the walk in real life? Like it's not just at church. It's not just at home. Like, does your neighbor know that you're a Christian? Have you ever spent time talking to your neighbor? Have you ever asked him over for dinner? Have you ever helped them? You see, we go back to the concept of individualism is a very big thing. We go to church, we come home. We go to church, we come home. And the idea is that we forget that there is people who have never known Christ that could be living right next to you. And you assume because of how nice they are and 
how kind they are or how they treat your kids or how they treat your your family your wife you know like you, you know that that couple is amazing but do they know christ and the only way you can do that is if you talk you see there is some type of other thing that we can chase it's called focusing on what god has given us as a duty as an ordinance to be able to serve in this world some people might be great prayer warriors if you are are you talking to your neighbor and saying hey you know i pray every day and i would love to pray for you is there something specific in your life that you need prayer for they're going to look at you like you're a nut job but that's okay because that is your your strong gift that you have is prayer Maybe you're good at teaching. So have you asked your Sunday school teachers and all that, can I teach? Have you started maybe a, a small Bible study at home and just invited some neighbors who might be curious about who Christ is? Maybe you're part of a school board. Are you having conversations that you know are not biblical, but you're not saying anything? You're not confronting the issue because, well, it's the norm and therefore, you know, it's the thing and I don't want to lose my job or my position. Sometimes you might have to, to do what is right. See, the thing is why we ghost hunt is we also want to fit in because it sounds cooler to say, yeah, I believe that there is spirits in this house that is for you guys at we believe it's probably your uncle who died a few years ago and he just wants to be part of the family it's easier to point out that it's uh maybe it's your dog and you know he he's loved you for you know all these years even though he's died and he cares for you or maybe it's uh, something else but the thing is we chase after those things because it gives us comfort when christ is supposed to be enough to comfort us you know, there is an urgency to understand that there is people who are going to hell on a daily basis. And you and I may be the only people that are going to be able to help them. But we need to stop ghost hunting and trying to find something else to satisfy our curiosity, satisfy our concern, satisfy our hurts and pains. Christ is enough for that. And we talk about John 3, 16 all the time. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then we don't read the rest of the verses where it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So the thing is, the world is already condemned. So people are condemned to go to hell. Christ came so that they wouldn't have to. And it says in verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed. Do you understand? Ha is already condemned, what I just said, because he has not believed in the name of the, whole, of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness. And the darkness is ghost hunting, chasing other things but Jesus, chasing other things but the scriptures chasing everything, every philosophy, ideology, anything, you know, like we talked about the progressive Christian concepts to uh, these spiritualism that's getting into the church to anything that's not biblical. We are more fascinated and interested in that than the actual gospel.
message. Rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light. Thus his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. When we seek out God first, we will see amazing things and you'll get to see the ghost hunting imaginative world be different. You see, a lot of these ghost hunters have had things happen to them. They might have hurts in the past. They might have some situation happen to them where they, they, they believe there's something more in the spiritual realm. Right? Those are the actual people. But I think for what my purpose of this whole thing, people ghost hunt to find something else because the Bible concept is boring. Oh, hey, you know, yeah, guy, you know, God's son came down and he died on the cross. And he died for me. I, okay. I guess that's cool. But they forget. Like they don't think like they're, they're more willing to use their imaginations to believe in ghost hunting or in their gaming world or their hobby or their work life or making money or getting to be well known or being a part of this and a part of that and that agenda and social justice gospel because that has some type of power and and there's something I can do for it when in reality right in front of them they have that the the, the gospel message is telling people that Jesus died for them he could save them they could have hope again they could find peace in Christ and even if they're going to die from cancer, they know that God, God loves them. Even, even if you wasted the majority of your life, God could still use you for what he has left for you. Even if you have had so much heartbroken and loss in your family, God could still be a part of this hurt and pain, help you through it, and use you. Each one of us has a purpose. We have something that God wants to do with us, but we need to let him do it and stop ghost hunting after other things. In today's culture, Christian culture, the churches, we have this issue of wanting to get people in the seats so that we can quote unquote share the gospel, but it's all about the seat warming. It's all about uh, making worship be spiritually exciting um doing gimmicks and concepts and and doing all this sorts of stuff to try to make people go wow the gospel message is amazing you know when it's so simple it's it is not meant to be glamorized like that because you and i were sinners we deserve ultimate death and yet Christ came, lived a perfect life, started his ministry, showed who he was, willingly died on the cross, took on all of our sins, went to death, defeated hell and death. And now we don't have to go there. 
And I've seen so many people who have been hurt, who have been going through so much struggle in their past in life. And when they finally realized who Jesus was and they finally let go of all of that into his hands and said, Lord, I, I have so much baggage. Take it from me. They have found the peace they've been looking for and it changes them. Because they honestly thought the ghost hunting that they had been doing, whether it was pornography, whether it was adultery, whether it was chasing after drugs and alcohol, whether it was chasing after the hobby, ignoring the family, whether it was traveling more to get away from everything, whether it was gaming, whether it was uh, doing actual ghost hunting, whether it was... uh, tomb soaking whether it was uh you know trying to find a spiritual awakening in in themselves going to a medium going like i could just keep going they they chase after all these other things because they need to feel something guys feeling is very dangerous we don't need to, to feel things like that God has provided everything that we have needed. Jesus has done all the ultimate huge thing in in this world, like the most historical event in, in this world. And all we had to do was believe in him and understand that what he did was for me and that I am a sinner saved by grace, that I don't deserve this, but I am accepting you, Jesus, as my savior. And I want to change I want to repent from what I used to be. I want to be that new man in Christ or woman. All you have to do is surrender it all to him and stop chasing the ghost hunting events. Stop trying to find something else to prove there's something more. When God has proven who he is, remember it says that Jesus was the light that people basically preferred the darkness. We chase after so much other than God that we have basically convinced ourselves we need to find something to chase after support and, and be a part of because that's the Christian duty. And no, we have the gospel message We have what we need. We need to tell the people about it. Period. And of course, some of us will have different gifts like, you know, counseling, teaching, preaching, even caring for others. I mean, you got to have people that that do care without even a thought for other people, people that are willing to give people who are willing to give their time to someone. We We have people that have like the part of the body that needs to be part of the people's life. We need to recognize that and stop chasing after other things. If your grandmother loved Jesus and she was saved, she's up in heaven praising Christ. Does she care about you? I don't know 100%. I'm sure people that have died who are in heaven are thinking about their want the loved ones here but their whole heart is for Christ they don't they, they we got to understand that like when we're in heaven we are going to be one big family nobody's I don't think people are going to be sitting there and go you know I'll be with just my family no you're going to be with everybody who loves Christ together we become part of the kingdom
become the adopted children of Christ, become his bride. Just remind you, yes, in our human hearts and our minds, you know, we still see like our grandmother as our grandmother, but in reality, she's loving Christ right now. And we should be excited that she's able to do that. You know, one of my dear friends, Pastor Finch, died not too long ago. You know, he he uh, is a pastor friend that, you know, taught me music. And I am so grateful for what he taught me in high school. You know, I didn't stay close to him. He wasn't my best friend or anything like that. But I know that he is up in heaven praising Christ with his voice. He loved to sing. And then my friend Mindy, who whose husband died not about five months ago, you know, he loved Jesus too. And I, I honestly believe he'll be in heaven waiting for them, but his heart's going to be for Christ. My grandmother died three years ago. She's not going to be sitting there thinking about us and worrying about us. No, she's going to be loving Christ because that is the motive of going to heaven. That's why I, long, I, I know I said a long time ago, but I remember this uh, college president saying in a, in a, I guess you could say a sermon he was preaching. And he said, if Christ wasn't in heaven, would you still want to go to heaven? Because what he was trying to get us to understand is our love is not to get to heaven. Our love is to be with Christ. And it does say in scripture, you know, to hate your mother and hate your father, hate your sister and your brother to follow him. He doesn't mean that you hate them in the terms of evil. He's saying that we need to separate ourselves and understanding that our purpose is to serve Christ. That you can't hold on to things and and serve him because you're you're putting your heart and your mind and everything on something else and splitting that with Christ when our whole heart and mind should be a hundred percent on Christ. And just like a friend of mine said in the sermon, you know, there's the story of Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah called Elisha to follow. And Elisha didn't run back home and tell everybody, hey, I'm going. Blah, blah. You know, he killed the oxen that he was working on his farm. And he burnt the, the wood of his uh, plows. And he cooked all the meat and gave it to everybody in the, in the town and left. He was basically saying, I'm done. I'm not coming back to here. God has called me for something else. And that's where we need to be. If you're too too stuck up on the idea of not giving up everything, when God's calling you to do something, you're missing out. You're missing out. And if you're too busy not listening to him calling you and you're ghost hunting after other things because it's you don't want to give up where you're at because you can do all this other cool stuff, you're missing out. So it's just something to think about for this this week, guys. I really hope this made sense because <laughs> to me it does. Um, but I do believe that God has called all of us to do something. I think we all have our duty as Christians and we need to stop ghost hunting after other things. God is enough. The gospel is enough. Do everything you can possibly to share the gospel, tell others, love others, care for others, confront others in their sin issues and be under understanding that God has a plan for you. If you're willing to let go of the ghost hunting stuff that you've been doing to follow him.
Let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for this time. I ask you, bless it. I ask you just honor, be you be honored, but you also help people to understand what it means to honor you in their life. Stop holding on to these ghost hunting events that they keep doing in the outskirts of their faith because that it's more exciting or has more to, to life to them. Let them understand that you have a purpose plan for them and all they have to do is stop chasing after everything else to find you to realize that you're right there and all they have to do is ask. Help them to understand the importance of the gospel, that we have a duty to tell others about Christ because people who don't know you are going to go to hell and be separated forever. I pray that you open hearts and minds today that they recognize they need to step up. That men will need to step up and understand that they need to lead their families. They need to lead in the church. They need to lead in their communities. But they also need to be open about who they are in Christ. It's a very hard world today. And a lot of us are struggling with that. And I pray that you just give direction. Help churches to awaken. To, to focus on what they're supposed to be doing. Sharing the gospel again. Bring that back into the churches, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys all have a blessed week and I look forward to next podcast and just keep prayer for us as we, we think we found the place that we need. And if we do, it would probably be the end of June when we actually move. Uh, it would be pretty cool because it gives us time to make official moving time for things. And, you know, we just know that God has a plan and you guys just stop ghost hunting after other things and ask God to show him his plan for you. I'll see you next time. God bless.